The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the show. This is Kwame Lazaro Sports Talk. It is a... Thursday morning, uh, we are live, we have a lot to talk about, some breaking news, it's really not breaking news in my opinion, it happened yesterday, so it's not breaking news, but I want to talk about that, we got to talk about the free agency, it's not the frenzy that I like, I think you should only have two weeks uh, of free agency, uh, I remember when there was a lockout about three years ago, two or three years ago, that one, to me, football was exciting, it was exciting to see what guys were going to go and the final minutes of a free agency, and the beginning minutes of free agency to the final minute. So that was a, that was a good thing about the free agency. I thought the NFL would adapt that. They didn't. So we have free agency. There's a lot of guys going here and there. We'll talk about some. Talk about some of the great moves that were made, in my opinion. Uh, but the news I was talking about earlier, we do, we'll talk about the Phoenix Suns, who lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. How that happened, I don't know. Especially when you now you're two games out, you're in ninth place, and people still talking about they're going to make the playoffs. But you got to be able to win those games especially at home. So we get into that. The news I want to talk about that's not breaking news, it happened yesterday, is that Kobe Bryant is not playing, playing the rest of the season. Why is that breaking news? That's not breaking news at all. They, the Lakers are not the Lakers uh, that we know of. Kobe Bryant has been injured. He played six games this year. The way they're playing, what in the world you thought – he was going to come back too. If I'm Kobe Bryant, and I've said this all year, even in Achilles, I thought he came back. When he tore his Achilles, I thought he came back early. But Kobe Bryant, he's able to do those things. We watched Adrian Peterson in, in the National Football League for the Minnesota Vikings come back and had an outstanding year. I don't know what doctors or surgeons they went to or what medicines they take. But if anybody can do it, I would think Kobe can do it. Kobe has done a lot of things since his, his entry into the National Basketball Association. But that is not breaking news that Kobe Bryant is not playing this year for the Los Angeles Lakers. Get healthy. You signed a two-year deal. You, um, you got a year left on that deal, if I believe. Um, maybe that's two. It may take it's two years and it comes in effect next year. Get healthy. Get some people in there. I, w- I will agree on one of the things that um, you know Alex mentioned. The Lakers do turn around their team a lot quicker than other teams do when they have a down season. Uh, I've seen Kobe do that without Shaq. He won. He wins a championship without Shaq. Season went down. A year or two later, he wins. He wins a championship for the Lakers. But this was a. They had different ownership. They had a different coach. Where are the Lakers going to go? And it's not breaking news that Kobe Bryant is not playing this year. It, it makes no sense for him to come back and play. And for what? You have a summer league where he can get healthy. You have time off where he can rehab longer. Get a more extensive rehab. Uh, find out um, 
how strong his knee is. At the end of in every season, every professional season, guys take physicals. So he'll get that physical again. He'll get assessed and see where he is as a player. Um, does it make sense for him to even make the beginning of the season? But that is not that was not breaking news in my opinion. 888-346-9144, Kwame Sports Talk. Alex Clancy is in the studio. Did you see the breaking news yesterday? Yeah. Or are you surprised about it? And why was it breaking news? No, I, I mean, the only thing that kind of surprised me was how long it took for him to say it. I mean, I, I understand that, um, well, let's put it this way. If the Lakers were in contention, he would come back, obviously. I mean, that's not, uh, personal injury is not something that he's ever held in the forefront of him playing. I mean, he always put that in the back burner and he would just play uh, to the best of his ability. And when he was younger, it was easier to come back from injury faster. He didn't have many injuries when he was younger because he was in, su- when he, because he was in such top physical health. The other thing is, if, if Jerry Buss was still owning the team, if he was still at the head of this team, Kobe would have come back this year. And I, and I think what, what I mean by that is this is part of his rehab is to get actual game time, game time minutes. And he, he only played six games this year, I think. Six games. Um. And yes, it's starting next year. He's going to make twenty-four million dollars. Uh, it, it was, it was his final goodbye present from the Lakers for staying with them. And I don't know if he's going to stay with them. I mean, that's not to say if if he wants to go play with with the Knicks with Phil Jackson, if he ends up going there, don't take that out of the realm of possibility. Phil Jackson is in the front office, though. He's not. I, it coming. doesn't he, matter. He, it, he loves matter. Phil Jackson so yeah, much. Yeah, he loves him. He loves the Lakers so much too. But Phil Jackson, in my opinion, is in the front office. He's not on the sideline with Kobe. And I know they will have their talks. You know, upstairs and downstairs. If you don't think Phil Jackson's coaching that team from the front office, oh, I know he will. Just like there's, the, they they have a uh, who's the coach? Um, just like Pat Riley Pat did Riley, in Miami. Like Pat Riley's doing my did in Miami. Yeah, but I think Aaron Sprosel is doing the coaching now. I think he's he has a grasp of what's going on. They have the philosophy. They have the two, three of the best athletes in the world as far as basketball goes on that team. So Pat Riley don't have to do as much coaching. Phil, Phil Jackson will have to do a lot of coaching from upstairs. I'm not saying he's not going to do that. I don't, it don't make sense for Kobe to go there. Well, I, I don't who, necessarily who, think that's un, true. Unless Carmelo is still there. If Kobe goes to New York, Carmelo's gone. No, no, he's no. Playing Kobe, with the Lakers no this, would be, this would be Kobe's last year in the league just so we can get, so we can get minutes. And so the Lakers, not if, he really, if he really cared about the Lakers, the last year of his career with all that money, he'd be like, okay, amnesty me. And bring some talent, and if you really cared about the Lakers, he I, would I do that. I don't. He would do that. I don't. I don't, th- really I don't think he does. I know he cares about the Lakers. I, it's just that ownership that they are the sure. direction they go so in. Lot, so that might have something to do with them, with him being pushed away from from the Lakers organization. Well, I think most I think owners are cowards. Of, I think one of Jerry Buss's final wishes was to say, give Kobe a contract. Yeah, and I don't think Jim Buss would have done that if Jerry Buss wasn't there to begin with. Jerry Buss hoping that Kobe said, "Amnesty me and let me leave, Hell, or let me go somewhere else." Going to New York, I don't. It just don't. Unless if Carmelo Phil Jackson Anthony, goes there, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. If Phil That's Jackson go there, that two year deal he has would be more than that just to even go there. Or maybe it's the same deal, but I don't see him going there unless Carmelo's still there. It doesn't even make sense. Like I, I said, uh, Tuesday on the show, unless they know something we don't know, and I'm sure there are some things that we don't know. Phil Jackson, why would he go there? He hasn't even signed a deal yet. They've been talking about this for, for days They're saying now. at the end of this week or Tuesday of it next week, supposed it's supposed to be yesterday. a press conference. The deal yeah. was supposed to have been signed yesterday. So he hasn't even signed the deal. So I don't know what the intricate process of not him, he not signing that deal right now. Maybe it's the travel because he is in Montana, lives in Montana. Maybe it's the travel. Does he have to be in New York? Can he manage the team? We saw um, He's never who, done this before. Right, but we saw guys try to manage teams from a different state. 
the Phoenix Suns had there. Who was the guy? Was it? It wasn't Kerr, was it? it was no. I think he lived here at the time. He, he didn't. You know, he was he was living somewhere else, trying to manage the team, be a front office guy from somewhere else. But I can't see Phil Jackson. Maybe that's the part of it that they had to fix out. I know it's not the salary deal. It may be how much ownership he he has in that team. Uh, not ownership, but how much control he has in that team as far as basketball operations goes. I just don't see Kobe going there if Carmelo's not there. I don't see Carmelo staying for Phil Jackson. Yeah, I who, mean, are you, who else are you going to bring that, in? That, that's a more important thing to talk about right now. I think Carmelo's gone, and, and I don't think that anything could happen that would change that. Um, I just don't know. I, I don't know besides Chicago where he would go. And then back to the Phil Jackson thing, I don't think necessarily that he's ruled the Lakers out. And all of these things happen overnight, seemingly. Uh, Phil Jackson was the head coach until Mike D'Antoni was and it, uh, a couple years ago. And I think if Jim Buss can swallow his pride and become friends with his sister again, who, are, who they're both part owners of the team, right. they both run the team, she's the finances and he's the operations, I don't know where the disconnect is. I don't know why they're being spoiled rich kids at this point when they have a pulse of Los Angeles in their in their palms. Brother and sister spouts. That's all well, I mean, uh, uh, Jeannie is, is the brains of the operation. Absolutely. She is. She wrote the all, tell-all book. She's like, Jim, Jim's an idiot. I mean, she, she didn't say that in those, in those plain words. She should have just came out and said and it. And everybody thinks it. I mean, he's, he's Jerry Jones Jr., and, and this is something that's going to be very problematic if it's not rectified. And you saw uh, Magic Johnson last night came out with a bunch of tweets saying, you know, it starts from the top. Jim Buss and Jeannie need to work out their issues, blah, blah. I'm behind Laker Nation. Phil Jackson's the answer for, to be the face of the organization. And Jim Buss hates Jerry. I mean, Jim Buss hates uh, Phil Jackson. He hates him, obviously, because right. he could have hired him twice. he could have hired him when he hired D'Antonio. So until he swallows his pride, the Lakers are going to have issues. Pride is a dangerous thing. It's like weed and bed of roses. Look. Oh, Magic Johnson. What? Magic Johnson, pride. Weed and a bed of roses. You're destroying a great thing. Uh, stay with oh, me now. got it. Stay with me. Got it. Magic Johnson, Ma- Magic Johnson also said <coughs> that he tried to talk to the ownership. And they, they won't even... We talked about Kobe loving the Lakers so much that he will banish his contract, amnesty, and go somewhere else. Magic Johnson... So I'm not saying he don't love the Lakers. I don't say it only makes sense to do that if you're not going to a place where you're going to win a championship. No need to go to the Knicks, who's going to look like the Lakers if Carmelo Anthony is not there. Kobe and Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, they, they, they are, that's a team, that's a combination that will give the uh, Miami Heat a run for their money, give the Indiana Pacers a run for their so money. I don't think so anymore. I, I think so. I think Because so. I, I think Carmelo still, is the, um, still can do any, hit any shot on that basketball court. I think Kobe is still... Mentally a genius, I think he can revamp his game, which he has, uh, to get his points. He won't be the top scorer every night, just like but he's going to want to be. Yeah, but just like Dwayne Wade wants to be. But that's but he Dwayne's concede, a different player. He's Dwayne could take a backseat role if and if, you say if, if Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Kobe, was a star. If Dwayne and Kobe were the same player, Shaq might have still been in L.A. If Kobe would have learned when he was at a young age to do so, and he didn't. Dwayne Wade's not a young guy. He, he was older. I understand that, but he was older when, that, that's when LeBron James came to Miami, Dwayne Wade was older. Or when, when, and I, I, I want to say that Kobe was probably the same age, around the same age when Shaq left. But it was a few between Shaq and it wasn't, it wasn't that he was Kobe immature. wanted to be top dog. So does, um, so does uh, Shaq. Right, so, so that's why Shaq left because he couldn't cause, be talked Because Phil, Phil Jackson picked Kobe, <laughs> picked Kobe over Shaq. It, it don't matter. It's, 
Dwayne Wade is top dog. LeBron James is top dog. Dwayne Wade, understand, I got this fresh leg coming here. I watched what this guy did in Cleveland. And I understand it was different. Yeah, I watched what this guy did in Cleveland by himself. If I want to win another ring, which he has three of them now, Dwayne Wade yep. has three rings. One, he got on his own. Yep. Shaq had nothing to do with it, really, in my opinion. They were down two games to the Dallas Mavericks. He come back and win those games. Just took control of the team. It was like watching a great orchestra play or listening to a great orchestra play. He took, he took control of that team in Miami. If, if Carmelo, if Colby goes to New York and Carmelo's still there. I'm not saying he's I going to still, New York. No, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm, putting, I'm, making, I'm bringing up scenarios. If he's in New York because Phil Jackson's there, then I've seen some a lot of I've seen a few reports that Phil Jackson and Carmelo Anthony is on board with the Knicks. I've seen those things. Uh, that don't, doesn't mean anything. That's like saying you are my guy until you're not my guy anymore. As far as coaching, players, general manager, front office guys. But if Kobe was to go there, we've seen Kobe revamp his game from the time he stepped in the league, became a superstar, still a superstar. Can, can knock down in the shot, can get to the basket. Kobe can create any shot he wants. So he's not as Kobe Bryant as he used to be, but he's still Kobe Bryant. And that's not a fear factor. This just means he could get it done on the court. Will he want to be a superstar? It's still in him to be yeah. a great, or he will retire. If he didn't think he could be a superstar, he'd retire. I'm saying, you're going to New York now. Carmelo Anthony's not coming to the Lakers where you have to bow down. Oh, you're going not. to New York where Carmelo is, and you let Carmelo do what he does. And Now, you why couldn't he do that in L.A., be the second fiddle in L.A., and bring in some young talent Carmelo? Here? No, I, I Kobe, just, Kobe, Kobe. Why can't, why can't he bring in? Yeah, uh, young talent. Like, been, bring he, in Kevin Love, bring in a point guard, and then do it here and retire here. First and of that's all, what I think he's going to do. Kevin, Law's go, Kevin Love's going to the Phoenix you, Suns. You're out of your mind. You think now, they're not going to make the playoffs? You think he's still going to come to Phoenix? Yes, because it takes no. him to do it. Out of your mind. It takes him to do it. Out of your mind. Most guys want to want to take a team and take it to the top. Most guys want to do that. Yeah, well, Lakers are at the bottom now. Take them to the top. Lakers won't be at the bottom for long. Well, because Jerry, Kevin Love's going to well, go there. Well, Jim Buster's there, so who knows? <laughs> no, why Kobe? Kobe been he been politicking for a lot of uh, free agent guys to come in. Carmelo Anthony being one. He's been politicking for those guys to come there. I would burn my yeah. Laker jersey. No, you won't. Yes, I would. No, you won't. I, I would put anything on it. You would not burn that. If, if for one guy, I would not be a Laker fan if Carmelo Anthony came so you, to be a Laker. You know what kind of fan? After you all are? this stuff, you know that what I'm kind talk- of fan? I'm thinking you revamping your fan fanship. You know what kind of? Uh, no, fan- I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. You said if Carmelo Anthony goes to the team that you love, yeah, you will burn your Lakers jersey. Yeah. Proverbially, I wouldn't burn it, but I would. I would. Uh, uh, no, you're gonna burn, burn it, it. or you're not gonna burn it. L- literally, burn it. He is everything that's wrong with the NBA, and I've said that for years on I this thought. show. I know you're gonna change the subject. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. So if he comes to the team that I that I've that I grew up with, there's never been a player like Carmelo Anthony that's ever been on the Lakers. There isn't. There hasn't. Well, been. You know what? Let's take a quick break. It's all about family. <laughs> Carmelo is not part of that family. We come back to that because you. you you sick. I know you sick. You got a cold. <laughs> what? I've said this and forever. It's, and it's to your head. Quantum Life Sports Talk, Alex Clancy in the studio. We come right back after this break. Your internet flagship station for sports. America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. 
In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lashley Sports Talk. 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy's in the studio. God, these he headphones was, are weird, man. Got some new headphones over here at uh, Voice America. Uh, Alex said he <laughs> Got weird. a little flair. Ryan Treasure gave me a pair. <laughs> Appreciate the... Uh, they call it Shaker Series. Uh, I don't know. www.vmaudio.com. Shaker Series. It's, they good. They look good to me. I just got to distinguish mine now from the rest of you guys. Thanks, Ryan Treasure, for the, uh, the uh, headsets. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but <laughs> I'm going to do something with them. We were talking... <laughs> I was talking since. Alex has been sick. He wasn't in Tuesday. He's sick. I missed this, though, when he I was gone, in, though. He, was a, you know? he wasn't in Monday or Tuesday. He was sick. Um, okay. And I think he's still let, sick. Let, let me get his, to my point. Monday, Tuesday. Hold on. I'm gonna get to, you can get to your point. Oh. I just want to let everybody know you're sick, so when you start talking crazy, they can forgive you. He was sick. He's talking that he's going to burn his jersey if Carmelo, one guy, goes to a team that he loves so much, that endear dearly so much, that one guy goes to his team, he's going to burn his jersey. Not literally, and I believe he's saying proverbial, you know, whatever. It makes no sense to me if you're a fan of that team. Okay, Carmelo, you want Carmelo to come there and bow down to Kobe, who's on his way out. Yes. I, I never said he's going to bow down to you Kobe. You should have said it. Why? You should have, because that's what you were saying. No, it wasn't what it I was saying. I would have said you it if that's what I was saying. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Look, Carmelo Anthony, in my opinion... It still still has what it takes. He just needs some help. I thought he had help with Tyson Chandler. I thought he help, had help with Amari Stoudemire. I thought he had help with J.R. Smith, who's turned into a clown. As he's of been late. a clown. Yeah, but he's now he's, he's out there doing it. He might have done some things here and there. Now he's, now he's knocking headbands down. He's he's untying shoelaces. He's like a seven-year-old. He's like a, <laughs> yeah, he's like a kid whose parents don't discipline them. Who they do whatever they want to then when you get fed up, you're disciplined. Man, it's too late. He's already in his mode. Okay, okay nothing. And uh, but I thought Carmelo help, had help in New York. 
Don't you, you look at you look at that team? Who else did they have? You look over that team, and they had Raymond his, Felton had he, an All Star right, year. One he had year. some serviceable uh, they, they role players. They can't get out of the first round of the playoffs with him. He's like Tracy McGrady. That's exactly who he is. He's Tracy McGrady Jr. Tracy yeah. McGrady Part Two. Okay, never got out of the first round. He almost won a championship last year with San Antonio. Okay, you say that about Tracy McGrady, but Tracy McGrady was an All Star. He was a star. Sure. So did, was Carmelo. What help did he have? We, I thought Carmelo. I thought Carmelo had. Help. He was in Orlando with uh, Penny Hardaway and Grant Hill. That was supposed to be the first huge thing, but then Grant Hill got hurt for his whole career and then came back. Right. Um, the thing with Carmelo coming to Los Angeles, the reason why I would not like it <laughs> and burn be- your jersey. Well, is because I'm a f- I'm a fan of my team. Okay, I'm not a player fan like the NBA is trying to I'm condition a, you. What, I, exactly, which I am trying to condition you to be. That's what that's what that's what David Stern legacy is going to be. It's a it's a player league, not a team league. And people watch players. They put players on TV. They don't put. They don't try to cultivate the team to to get fan base. They try to cultivate LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Carmelo, Kobe, Kyrie Irving will be coming up at some point. Dwight Howard, like players like that. Okay. And it's not about teams. So when Carmelo comes to L.A., it's going to be an individual coming to a family that has had a history of winning, that has a history of sharing the basketball, has a history of has of teamwork with one star. He's never able to share the ball. He's never. It's never going to be team above Carmelo. It will never ever be that. Kobe Bryant's not an individual. He is, but in the cultivation, he wants to win so bad. He wants to win so bad. Look at the look at the numbers. What numbers? Look, all the numbers across his career. Kobe Great. Bryant? He is one of the best scorers. Scores. Carmelo is one of the best shooters. He's one of the best scorers. Kobe. Yes. Yes. And, and you'd agree with that, yes. right? Yes, yes. Okay. And he wants to win. Granted, when he was younger, he'd kick Shaq out. I understand that, but they made things happen around him. They brought players in, and they won championships. He didn't kick Shaq out. Uh, that was the story. I, I think you, you, we talk about Kobe. Let's talk a second on Kobe and Shaq. Two all stars, two greats, two Hall of two Famers, of the top fifty guys in NBA in, history, Hall of Famers going down. It both of them were still in their prime, so they both of them still have egos, and your egos make you what you are, whether that's good or bad. Both of them thought they still was the Lakers. So you talk about in, individuality of Carmelo Anthony. Both of those guys are the exact same thing. They want, they are individuals. They want to be the guy. They don't know how to. They didn't know how to coexist after. They won those championships, as you can say, because they they thought it would be when you talk to the media and more Shaq than anything. Because Kobe, Kobe didn't say I'm the guy. Shaq was more in the media. We got bits and clips of Shaq doing everything that he did in the Lakers, uh, of media outtakes and all those things. But it was, I thought it was more Shaq. And I'm not a Kobe fan, but I respect Kobe's game. Uh, well, I'm yeah. I, I stick to that. <laughs> I'll stick to that. Okay. But I thought Kobe, let Kobe, like the guard, point guard, the two guard, let him run the team, Shaq, and, and he's going to get you the ball anyway. He's, Kobe didn't, when he got older, didn't take those shots that, he, that wasn't warranted. He would get the ball to those who were open. I think Carmelo Anthony is a shooter. I think he is a scorer. I think he, um, Kobe Bryant just had more around him than Kobe. And that's fair. Carmelo. And that's fair. I mean, that's Tracy obviously. McGrady. You want to compare him to Trace McGrady. Everybody want to compare guys who don't get out to the playoffs to Trace McGrady. But Trace McGrady, where was his help? You talked about Orlando. Where was his help? Him, he and Penny? That's not help. You, 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 then you – was Shaq with the Lakers when he was in Orlando? I think Shaq was with the Lakers because – Yeah, they never played together. Right. Yeah, okay. that was way before. But he those guys never had – McGrady was in Toronto then but with now, Vince Carter. Yes. And now you talk about these guys um, – 
who's getting to the championship games, well, they got two and three. They got two other guys with them. You give Carmelo two guys, which I thought he had. I thought he had Amari Stoudemire, even with the uh, the knee surgeries and the ankle injuries. The <clears throat> coming off the bench, I th- he's played. Stoudemire's played well as of late, but he's still with the Knicks and they haven't done anything. They lose, still losing games. They should win. I thought um, Tyson Chandler when he left uh, was it Dallas when he left. Was the best defensive player in the uh-huh. game. He was the de- so he can go there and, and make up the sl- not even make up the slack, but contribute and add on to what Carmelo Anthony brings. Amari started might bring Felton, who had the All Star year, uh, who I still think thought was serviceable. You, th- you got Jr. Rowder, who went into his own. That's why he got a contract. Uh, that's why he got his last contract because he was playing well. They in New York. They can't stay out. The sh- Maybe they can't stay out the streets. They can't stay out the city life, but. Nothing's more important than the job you're doing now. So if Carmelo Anthony is able to go to a team where there's some help or the New York Knicks can do what the Cleveland Cavaliers didn't do for LeBron James, bring him some help, some more help, or a superstar caliber guy, at some point those superstars get fed up. We watched the superstar LeBron James take off his jersey. We knew that was his take off his jersey, and everybody made a big deal off. But when Peyton Manning walks off for, the, uh, for his last, when he was in Indianapolis, no one said anything. We know when those guys are fed up because we, we see the signs that you never see before. Or someone just fed up, I had enough. As he talked about it, LeBron James, as he talked about it for two years, he wants some help. Everybody knows he needs some help. And he was able to take a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers to the final game. But you're not beating teams when you got two, two other guys, two or three other guys. Give Carmelo Anthony. And I'm not, I'm not campaigning for Carmelo Anthony at all. I'm just saying... He, I think he's still a great talent. Not that he beat the University of Kansas his freshman year. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I like to see guys like that play with other guys. Man, Akeem Warwick's arms are long, huh? That blocked that shot of Kirk Heinrich. Ooh, yeah. that must have hurt. It didn't hurt. Nah. I, I, I expect. Like, that, that like, was a, like Kansas now. Oh. They, <laughs> will, talk- will they be a number one seed? I don't think no. so. I don't think they'll be a number one seed. And no. they're going to get what they deserve. What, what happened with Carmelo, first thing that made me start to despise him, I was in Denver at the time. He sat out. He's like, I'm not going to play for this team anymore. Trade me. I'm going to pout in the effing corner I remember, until, until I get I'm traded. So that, in and of itself, he's he, he has quit in him. And you can see it. Yes, he was younger, but he's like, I want out. I want out. I want out. Send me to New York. Send me to New York. I want Amari Stoudemire. I want that to happen. They made it happen. What was his first team? Denver? Yeah. Out he got drafted by Denver. Out of Syracuse? Yeah. And so I'm giving him three years. Well, no, go ahead. Finish with your statement. No, so, so that... And then he goes to New York. He doesn't do jack here. I mean, he had help at one point. I mean, now in the confines of how you're supposed to win in the champ- in the NBA now, I understand. Yes, he hasn't had as much help as LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh have. Like, that's, that's, that's the stencil for it. Look at San Antonio. How much help do you need? You know, okay, <laughs> San Antonio so got, you talk about real you quick. You need good coaching, and you need good veterans, and you need those stars need to be, those veterans need to have been stars at one point. Tim Duncan and Tony Parker aren't stars course, anymore. They know how to exist. Of with course each other. they do because you draft you draft <laughs> mental talent as a, as well as physical talent. And the Knicks never understood that. They bring in the raw talent. Look in Kentucky. I mean that it's a perfect example in college basketball. Is you bring in the most raw, the best talent from from uh, AAU and ABCD camps and all those camps. You put them on one team. You're like, okay, win now. Play together. They all used to be stars on their specific teams. Now you put them all on one team. You're and they have to coexist. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. No, I've seen that, and I've seen that in football when the Washington Redskins bought all the superstars from the league, and they were finished. They went eight and zero. They went seven and zero, and they finished the season 
eight and eight, and we were one of the teams that beat him. I, I just don't. You can't put stars on ten. You have to have. Well, that's Dan Snyder all day, right? I mean, that's it, it, it used and to it's be. all about I, I ownership. And look at uh, look at the owner for the Knicks. He's he's just, he's a he's a bumbling idiot as well, right? You in want, my opinion, you want to talk about teams that cause this? You may, you mentioned a team in the San Antonio Spurs who's who's. They're the best team in, in the, the NBA, in the NBA now. That's, yeah, they're the best team right now. And, we, and we, you know what? We don't hear a word from media or talk about the San Antonio Spurs. We don't hear a word from those. Those guys just go about their business and do what they do, and they're sitting right now in position, number one seed, they're sitting in position, best team in the NBA. They coexist with you. They got a coach, Popovich, who, who's more of a player coach than your favorite player coach because I've one, last year it was, I say this is a great coach. He's hard and he's stern on his guys. I don't care who who the guys are, superstar or not. He's hard and stern on those guys. But when the NBA, for the NBA's sake, had them go those guys going road trip after road trip after road trip, and you had the teams they were playing sitting at home two or three games, he said, "I'm resting. I'm resting my starters. I'm resting all my guys." And their second team almost won a lot of those games. Yeah. So that one in Miami, I remember when he got exactly. when they got fined a whole bunch it of got money. Fine. He said you'll find me every time because as long as you build this schedule this way, you're gonna have to keep finding me because I'm not playing my game. We play for championships. We play for position to get in championship games. So if I'm taking those road trips, you know how it's 80, 40 games on the road plus the playoffs. So if I'm playing for championships, you're not gonna destroy my guys my, physically and sometimes mentally on that drainage of going back and forth on the road, I'm going to rest my starters. Let's take a quick break. We'll get into some – we'll wrap up this basketball stuff, but we'll get into this football. I do want to talk about the Suns real quick and quickly, quickly move into the free agency in NFL. Quickly? Qu- quickly. Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports the job of a professional athlete is never complete in life after the game host lamar campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world you'll understand the goals motivations and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career tune in to life after the game with lamar campbell every tuesday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america sports channel Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Quorum Lasso Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy's in the studio. You can reach Alex at Clancy Corner. That's his Twitter. He might rant sports. He might start writing again. Who knows? Uh, don't forget, we have a March 25th. We had Armadillo's Grill. Don't forget on Friday at Armadillo's, 
five dollar martinis. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, drink responsibly. <laughs> drink responsibly. If you if you're gonna drink, get you a driver. If you're gonna drink, <coughs> make sure it's at home. Uh, March twenty fifth. Quamalot Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, probably Deborah Debris, Junior Spivey, and other, quite a few other people might come through, step through. But we are at Armadillo's Grill from 10 to 12, live show. I know our show is at 9 because of the time change. We're going to have to get that change in itself. We need to be at 10 all year long. <laughs> so, period. But the t- period. <laughs> we got to change the music. This, this show is getting, to me, well... Let's talk about that out there. But Armadillo's Grill, March 25th, 10 to 12, live broadcast, two hours going on strong. Um, but come out and join us. 10% of the proceeds go to various foundations. And come out and have a good time. It's a live show, uh, Armadillo's Grill. Um, I suggest you go get the uh, the food is great there, but I suggest the um, Del Mar Tacos. And they have a good wine list over there too. Phoenix Suns, Cleveland Cavaliers last night. Cleveland Cavaliers has they were four they four games out of their position in their conference. The Phoenix Suns, two games now back in the ninth seed. A week and a half ago they was in six or seven they was in seventh six or seventh place uh by half a game or so, and they lose at home. And the central, who leads the central is the Indiana Pacers, forty seven to seventeen. Pretty much the same record that the Phoenix, that the uh, Miami Heat has, who they vie for um, as one of the top teams. Then the Bulls. Bulls are there without Derrick Rose, but Bulls play defense. If any other team played defense like the Bulls with superstars like that, you'd be talking about NBA championships. The Pistons somehow is in that third. It means nothing. It's the uh, Central. Cavaliers are four games out of their first place. But they come on the road in desperate situations and beat the Phoenix Suns, who should have been in desperate situations. And people are still saying it's going to make the playoffs, the Phoenix Suns. I am still on board with Jeff Hornacek and what he's, what he's done with this team. I'm still on board with the effort that he made them go out and play. But if you watched that game last night, you would see that those guys did not start fast. They did not finish strong, in my opinion. They just couldn't get it done at home. And, and we watched this team beat – Oklahoma City Thunder. We watched them, well, Indiana Pacers. We watched them beat a lot of teams on the road. Did they beat the Miami Heat? We watched them beat a lot of the top teams. Let's say this. Let me say this. We watched them beat a lot of the top teams, but then you played, not that Kyrie Irving, not that that team isn't good, but they're not the Phoenix Suns, and it's a game that they must have. Both teams must must have these victories. The Cavaliers win on the road because they got to go play the Clippers. They have to go play these, these West Coast teams that are pretty good who's in the playoffs. Yeah, well, they have, they went through the murderer's row of the Clippers, Thunder, Warriors, Clippers, four games. They won one of those, and the the one we didn't expect them to win is the one they won against Oklahoma City. They lost close games, and people are getting some solace in that, but that doesn't make any sense. Losses are losses, especially now. They're kind of in a predicament here where there are 19 games left. 
and their quote-unquote best player is coming back from injury, this is something Which that, he played well last night. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But it's going to take games and games to get him back in, into the swing of things with the team, and that's problematic. Like, look at, and I always go back to this, whenever Star comes back late in the season after missing the majority of it, Chris Webber coming back to Sacramento every year in the late 90s and early 2000s. He's hurt all year. He comes back for the playoffs, and they look disjointed. No matter how good Chris Webber was at the time, they looked disjointed, and it was problematic, and they never ended up winning anything because of it. I think, personally, which which is not going to be the the uh, the popular opinion, is I would have sat Eric Bledsoe why? for the rest of the year. No way. Yeah, and the, the reason why is because maybe bring him back just for the playoffs or something like that, but the, the Suns have their swing going. They've been playing with this team for the majority of the year, especially in the last chunk, and they're play- they finally started to get their groove together, and bringing in another player at this point would be more detrimental to me, in my opinion, than would be helping later on down the road. And it's shown, well, he, he only came back last night, but they have the Celtics, Raptors, Nets, Magic, Pistons down the road, Timberwolves, Hawks, Wizards, Knicks, their next nine games. Those aren't good teams. So if they can win seven games, they have to go on a winning streak here. And I think the, I, and I think I, the Nets are a good team. Well, uh, the, well, the Nets had the best turnaround from a team that was under five hundred going right. into the All Star, going into the first half of the season in NBA history. At this point, I understand that, but the majority of these teams they're playing. Remember though, they're P- better than PJ Tucker was suspended from that incident, that nonsense he got into it with. Uh, uh, what was it? A, got in a, got in a, Oh, um, Blake Griffin. Yeah. So he was suspended for that game. I, I'm gonna disagree with you on uh, bringing, which Bledsoe. is fine. And it, I mean, I understand it's a double-edged sword situation. Fine. That's fine. I mean, most people would disagree with me. More than most, but yeah. I'm gonna disagree with you. PJ Tucker got suspended. Eric Bledsoe is a it's a difference maker and on the team. I understand the chemistry that you're talking about that you alluded to as far as breaking them back and not. I'm bringing them back because there's two things got to happen. He can give us a spark. We're missing one of our guys, PJ. We got to go on a, <clears throat> we got to go on a run. Up, we need a playoff run. We have to win games. We can't lose games to 110 to 101 at home. First of all, you got to learn how to play some defense. If you're shot not off, a lot of these guys don't play on. A lot of these guys don't play defense. Eric Blesso again, been out all year. So the Suns have to really make a decision on this guy if they're gonna sign him to a long-term contract. Eric Blesso was making a decision on himself. Remember, these guys are in business. They are their own corporation. They are their own business. Am I going to come back, coming off an injury? I thought, because I'm a Suns fan, that he's held out too long. But I didn't, I didn't know the extent of his rehab. I didn't know the extent of his injury. I always thought he can play through those things. And they're always a little bit more ginger but, with younger guys. Yeah, but I'm not going to ever tell a guy to come by for the sake of a team <clears throat> so when you get hurt, they can't pay you next year. Well, he's in a contract year right now. They have to. Somebody has to pay him. I would like for it to be the Suns. Uh, and this is not the reason why they lost, I don't think. They lost because the Cavaliers wanted more than they. Cavaliers four games back. The Cavaliers, they have to play Golden State, who's a better team. They have to play the Clippers. Then they got the Miami Heat. So they needed to win this game to even stay in the picture. The Suns needed the game to stay in the picture because they got, what's March 14th? They have the um, Boston Celtics. They got to go to Boston. Then they got to go to... Was it Toronto? Yeah. Then they got to go to Toronto. Then they have to go to New York. They got a three-game road streak just on March 14th, 16th, and 17th. They got a back-to-back from Toronto to New York. So they had to win this game at home to even stay in the picture. 19 games left in the season? 
something to that regard, yeah, depending on the team. Well, they have to they have to win 12 of these 19 games. I think 12 of these 19 games, they have to win them, and they'll be an AFC. 12 of these 19 games, and they'll be an AFC. If they lose 18 games, 18 games, they have to win 12 of these 18 games. They have no more room for error. They have six-game rooms for error. Now, and this is, this is kind of <laughs> a pessimistic look at it, but another reason why I, I would have sat him is because they're not going to win anything this year. Same with Kobe. That's why that wasn't breaking news to me, but go ahead. Okay, so they're not, and it's, it's not tanking, but it's also maybe bringing Eric Bledsoe back for, you know, let, let them take their course. I mean, they're two games out now. Memphis is streaking, Dallas is streaking, Golden State is streaking. And the Suns are regressing. This is what happens to young teams towards... This is, this is the end of the dog days of the NBA season. And now it's starting to get to position making time, jockeying for position. And they're just not... They just don't have it. And it and it's, it's stinks but, to say because everybody's been so high on them all year. You know, Jeff Hornacek, I think, even if they get close to, the, to uh, making the playoffs, he should still win coach of the year, in my opinion, because they thought they were going to be a 15-win team this year. And they've already surpassed that uh, two times already. Who thought that? What, they were going to be a 15-win team? Yes. I think a lot of people did. Let me ask you this. Not they to, didn't think they were going to be in playoff contention. Let me ask you this. So, should awards be given out? What people? Not This has nothing to do with your comment, but it just sparked my, something in my mind. Because of what's the opinion of somebody else's and, and, and those people that's probably in the basketball world or in the sport world, because they didn't think the Suns was going to be anything. Let's use the Suns, for example. Because they didn't think the Suns were going to be where they are today. Jeff Hornacek, I think, is a difference maker in where those guys are today. Do you get an award for that? Should you get an award for that? Because somebody's opinion, you exceeded somebody else's opinion of your team? Or is that a lack of, I don't know if Jeff Hornacek can do this. Is that a lack of a... Well, he should be coach because I didn't think he can get the Phoenix Suns. Well, he, team, he doesn't deserve respect because it's his first year. I know, but I'm not saying he's not. And all I'm these guys that you talk about, all these opinions that you're talking about, yeah, because they get paid for that opinion. All these guys that make up the predictions for where the teams are going to finish and and what was it, what playoff teams are going to be and all the things in that regard. Those guys get paid a lot of money to make those predictions, right? And, and so yeah, I wonder why. I wonder why they get paid a lot of money because those guys looking from the outside in, those guys didn't go to the. 15-man roster and talk to those guys. They don't know what's in those guys' heart. They, and, and what they're doing, here's their opinion, and, right, and it's rightfully so. They make an opinion off what they saw these guys do probably prior to. So I can understand making an opinion off that. But you, you, don't have, you don't talk to a guy. I know some guys that play hurt. We never knew they was hurt until yeah. you really talk to them. So I, I got a problem with somebody's opinion and, unless you talk to that guy, unless you talk to him. But you're right. They get paid for doing this. I don't know why. What's a lot of money, but they get paid for doing this, for being opinionated. That's why we got a lot of sports talk shows. That's why we, these guys are opinionated, and it, it makes for good shows. It makes for good commentary. It makes for a good read. But on the, on the strength of their opinions, should a coach get an award because they exceed those people's exp- opinion? It's just something that I thought about when you was talking so about yes, that. So, yes, I, I think yeah. that, yes, yeah. you should get a award for that. And, and I think Goran Dragic will win most improved player of the year like you should. Because he got snubbed as an all star, and he's he's made the most, he's made the biggest leaps as a player this year, and that's he should be so soft. He should have been most improved player. That that drives me crazy. Why you could because unless you're a in young the NBA, guy, it's uh, important. Unless you well, why if they didn't anywhere else? Why didn't anywhere else? Unless you was hurt or something. Uh, to me, unless that's you, comeback player of the year. Well, that's it's different. comeback player, but unless you was hurt, yeah, they make it awards for everything. But, but unless you're a young guy. 
and you had your. He is. He's only been in the league five years. Okay, unless you're a years? young guy coming into the league, seven years, and he couldn't get tough by then. Not a, not all players are should be in the league then. Okay, okay, that's ridiculous. But, you, but what you was about to not say? Not all players are jumping through the air like Dwayne Wade falling on the ground. What every does play? jumping through the air have to do with anything about well, uh, being tough most and stuff? Being well, tough? It's not. What you I'm just saying, talked about what, being what, tough. What, what I'm, when I'm talking about being tough, I'm being facetious. I'm not saying you have to be tough. You got to be smart to and play. He is. Everyone has to be smart. There's a lot of guys that's gifted, uh, talented than others. But there's a lot of smart guys. So, that's, what's your point? My point is, if you unless you um, right out of college, your second year, I would say it's your second year. You get in. The, you learn the game. Your rookie year. Okay, your second year, you got a feel for it. Your third year is when you should get the most improved player, not your fifth and sixth year in the league. And if, if he was hurt, if he was hurt, if you got six years in the league and you get most improved, well, what you been doing for those five years? Learning, learning how to play the game. For yeah. five years, you've been yeah. learning how to play. Play that point cards are very that, difficult. That's silly. You know how long That's it took silly. Steve Nash to be good? Steve Nash was as soon as he walked in. Bull. I watched him come from, out of your, I watched no. him come in. And yeah. I watched the Suns trade good him practice. off. Practice? Yeah, he's probably <laughs> you said that exactly no. the same way. He's probably he, he when he went to Dallas he got a chance he started cultivating his Steve game because he got good. Go ahead, speak. Go ahead, speak on it. He obviously didn't. He obviously wasn't for Phoenix when he got drafted because so they he, traded his ass. Did, did he get up? Well, Phoenix, you you really say that? Did you really say that? They well, at, at least him? at least they gave did him a really chance before they should have given Phoenix him a chance traded before everybody. So they brought him back and they took him they five or six or seven years to learn how to play basketball in the NBA. The speed, the I endurance, don't mind the, all I the don't games. Mind that. I don't mind guys coming in and learning for a long time. Just like that's what Drogic did. Yeah, I don't mind that. But it should be your second, your third year when you get most improved because now you got to grasp the game. It's taking you six years to be, or five years, six years to learn the, the game of your passion. Did you get paid? Yes. Millions? That's crazy. That is crazy to me. No way. No, I would never, I would never buy into that. So I you're saying that Alex that. Smith getting most improved player two years ago would have been a sham? You know what? He should have known before that? You know what? Alex Smith? Yeah. He should have, he yeah, he went to a different team. He should have been better. He should have been. He's been in the league no, for a while. No, I'm talking about before he went to Kansas City. I'm talking about the year when he ran down the sidelines against New Orleans. I remember that. Yeah. 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 No. So, so, when, so when, he when, he actually, when Jim Harbaugh came, so two years ago. Three, no. Most three improved years ago. should go to guys who's in their th- third year. That's that's just my opinion. But you can't be most improved. That you're supposed to suck your first two years. Be, well, in huh? theory. You're <laughs> supposed to not be an MVP your first two years. Unless they're, they're buy, outliers to the rule. It. I don't buy into it because we ask. We ask. We. we we expect to be the best player on the field at all times or the best player on the court, right? You have to have that innate confidence. No, oh. just in general. And you assigned to that, right? When, you, I, when I come into the league, no. When I first came into it, I was supposed to hold my weight. I was supposed to come in. What I did was learn how to play the game. I could play the college game with my eyes closed. Yeah. The college game is not the professional game. I could do it with my eyes closed. I'm supposed to learn the game. So I, I latched on to some veterans. I found out what was, um, what was protocol, what was... I was supposed to do what day was Monday, what day was Tuesday, what day was Wednesday. I found out what the days were and what I was supposed to be doing on those days. I latched on to some veteran, how to study film. Yeah, I want to I wanna come in. I'm good. I'm, I'm there for a reason because I have some type of talent that might help that team win. I'm there for a reason, but I got to find out how to play. I got to learn this game first. Right. So it takes a couple years it, to it do that. It didn't take me five years to learn how to play football in the National Football League. It didn't take me five years. It's not learning for the five years. It's it's it's, it's, it's getting well, better it's every, year. every day. Well, why yeah. did he, why didn't he didn't get his second year? Why didn't he get his third year? He I don't know. Most, that, that's he was most improved his, after his first year. He was most improved after his second year. 
But was but what you saying? He wasn't most improved. And for the consider for the league. Yeah. Well, get most improved on your team then. Don't get it for the league unless He's you're the MVP in your third year. of their team. That's different. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. We not talking about MVP or comeback player of the year. Yeah, I know. We talking about most improved. I'm just saying that he'll get most improved player of the year, or he should this well, year. Well, yeah, we're not. T- the award is what it is. He he, he may get it or not. <laughs> he may get it or not. He may get it or not, which is the same thing. I can't be wrong when I say <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it's absolutely correct. Yeah. He may get it or not. I can't be wrong when I say that. But I think it should be for the guys who's in their third year. Okay. That's just my opinion. I mean, that's you, fine. Most improved, and you and you bring up Alex Smith as a. I thought that was a, a good a, example. Yeah, as a comparison. Alex Smith has was improved, but he he's been in the lead at that point for seven years. How, wh- right. How, how long? Yeah. Somewhere around there, I think. What was he drafted yeah, in? Yeah, seven years in the league. Oh, six. But everybody wanted him to be good because he was a first round draft pick. Out of, he was out number of one overall. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody wanted him to be good right mm-hmm. away. That's because we see all these. We, that's because we see a handful of quarterbacks that could come in and play right away for their team. Well, their team don't expect much. If you're looking at the game plan, they're not doing a whole lot. They've been serving. That was before you're supposed to. Not now. You're expected to come in and play. I still think first round quarterbacks should come in and sit. Right. I still think they should come in and sit. But when you got uh, Andrew Luck out there who can come in and play, don't forget to not look at the playbook or what they are doing uh, offensively. He's not doing a whole lot his first year. He's managing. They, I thought he had Aaron, Aaron um, Rodgers. No, not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a great example, though, who's, who's came and sat. He was itching to play right away, coming out of Cal, went to J.C., then went to came out, coming out of Cal. He was a great example of – Waiting and waiting, but he had to wait around some great players. See, Andrew Luck does not wait behind a great player. He came right in because Peyton Manning was leaving. He waited. Rogers waited behind uh, Brett Favre. He waited behind a great player. Brett Favre didn't want to relinquish that position when Aaron Rodgers should have had it probably a year or two before he got it. So I still think first round the guys should come out and sit, uh, come out and learn the game, and then after their second year, yeah, most improved. Then we talking about a guy who's warranted of his first round pick. All right. NBA, uh, NFL, <clears throat> real quick. NFL draft. There's a lot of free agency come. Yeah, we all have our what we thought guys would go or why guys would leave. I can't understand. Here's one. We, we, let's talk about this one first. Let's talk about Darren Sproles. <laughs> let's talk about Darren Sproles being released or being traded, actually. Being traded to the Philadelphia Eagles from the New Orleans Saints. And we both know that the New Orleans Saints want to free up some money to sign their tight end. They're, they're all-world tight end. So Darren Sproles, in my opinion, and the Philadelphia Eagles, in my opinion, has the best – this is the best trade that I've seen since the trade deadline, since two days – it was yesterday. Yes, was it yesterday? No, free agency started. Free agency. Yeah. Since the free agency started. This is a win-win for those guys. You have Shady McCoy over there, who was the leading rusher last year. This is the lead with – and. Uh, Adrian Peterson in it. Adrian Peterson had some off-the-field stuff going on. Uh, and he plays for Minnesota. So, um, Philadelphia Eagles, Shady McCoy, led the lead and rushed it this year. Outstanding back, whether he's running, blocking, or catching. Anytime he's about to spare, uh, Darren, he's about to get a breather, Darren Sproles come in, nothing changes. Yeah. Darren Sproles is willing to block. He's about 5'6". He's willing to block. Yeah. Five six, maybe five seven. If he got negative his, percent body if fat, if he got on his cleats, he's just a beast. He's willing to block, but he's there's no changeup. So defenses are in trouble. The the NFC East is in trouble. 
with Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I mean, it's true. And it's, it, it, I think the, even the bigger, I mean, yes, granted, they pretty much gave him away. I think it was a fifth-round pick that they traded him for, a sixth-round pick. The thing with Darren Sproles going there is this even, uh, you know, boosts uh, uh, Chip Kelly's offense, yes. Now uh, Nick Foles has a slot guy to throw to. That might be small, but the you know three, four, five yard outs that, that he loves to run, he can extend to seven, eight, nine first downs at at, at at times. Darren Sproles is a game changer. Now you have a punt returner if Deshaun Jackson doesn't come back. Mm. You have a guy that that can take like so you have Bryce Brown, which is fine, who's the backup running back in Philly. And Darren Sproles being the third one is fantastic. It's great because Shady, especially with the high powered offense that they run, LeSean McCoy gets tired. Because he he he's the workhorse down the field, and Darren Sproles. I mean, it's fantastic. Sproul, it's great. He, he and and you gave release. away nothing for him. And the bigger question on my mind is, what is New Orleans doing? And what I mean by that is, they got rid of Lance Moore. Okay, they're not they're not resigning anybody. They 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 got rid of Jonathan Vilma, Will Smith. They got rid of a bunch of defensive guys. And then, so I, I think at that point they're doing it to to free up money for Jimmy Graham, which makes sense. Then they saying Jarris Bird. For a fifty-four million dollar contract, safety, three-time Pro Bowler, twenty-eight mil guaranteed. Worth it. What the hell? Yeah, but what the hell are they doing? <laughs> Worth it. It doesn't make any sense for. I mean, yes, that signing is fantastic coming out of Buffalo. That's a great signing for them. Where's the money going to go for Jimmy Graham? If I'm Jimmy Graham, I'm pissed. I am pissed off, and I understand releasing all those guys on defense brought up, gave some more money. They were there was able to be thrown at Bird for this. But I'm not sure what they're doing. They're getting rid of all their offensive guys. Well, their defense was suspect, right? You, you yeah, they weren't that. awful, though. Yeah, They, no, it, they we, were no, a top 10 defense for the first half of the season. Because they was putting up points offensively. We, we've seen this. We've seen... Uh, right, that's their defense. It's their and, offense. And, that's, and I really think it was more predicated on that passing attack. Even and Darren Sproul was there, but he was getting a lot of stuff out the out play action off the pass. He just fell out of favor from Sean Payton. Because Pierre Thomas was having such a good year, and they gave you him think, a two-year deal. So? Yeah, I, I, he I, I, he didn't even play when he was healthy. Some of the I mean, he he had he had ten fifteen snaps a game, which is nothing. Well, that was their fault, and that's why they were where they, where they end up. That was their fault because Sproles is still serviceable. He, yeah, he he's, he's not hurt. No, he's not hurt. He never gets hurt. But he asked for the release also, even though well, he's been after, traded. Yeah, but after he saw it on Twitter, he was going to get released. Right. He, well, wouldn't you ask for the release? Because now this team that thinking about trading you and releasing you is benefiting from it. They got a six round uh, pick. Yeah, so, but he wanted to pick where he wanted to go, and exactly. I think going to That's Philly. You wanna, I think going to Philly was a pretty not, sweet spot for him. Deal. It's not a bad deal. Um, I don't know if he still has his home in San Diego, but yeah, it's not a bad deal going to Philly. San Diego wouldn't have been bad either. Going back to San Diego wouldn't have been bad. Um, let's go. Let's move to. Oh, I mean, Denver wouldn't have sucked either. But now, but they're signing everybody. But yeah, Denver. Oh my goodness, they must got, where did that money they must come got, from? Uh, Dallas Cowboys money. Yeah. Well, the salary cap jumped up. Yeah, I, th- I think they had some money much. carrying over from last year. That's the whole thing this year where you can carry over your unused salary cap from last year and put it to this year. That's how Cleveland can throw so much money at those guys. I mean, Cleveland has had maybe – Cleveland and Tampa Bay, I think, have had the two best free agency markets in what, the five days that it's been open? or six, Well, it's been a week now almost. How does, um, how does – the New England Patriots get rid of a key to leave a key because you wanted that much money and they don't pay people that money. They gave they gave um, Darrell Rivas one year twelve million. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. So uh, is it all guaranteed? It's I, all I guaranteed. See. One year twelve. He's still the highest paid corner. Got released. This is why I don't buy into these contracts and I don't listen to a lot of the outside people who don't know what they're talking about when they see these guys hold out. Darrell Rivas didn't. 
He said he wasn't taking a pay cut because he knew they was going to cut him and he wouldn't take a pay cut so they can get so he can be underpaid. He was the best corner before he got hurt, came back and proved that he was still one of the top corners. The New England Patriots has uh, Taliba Key, has him right there, but didn't want to pay him the money. So he goes to Denver. It's probably I'll show you. I'll go to Denver because I know we're going to play each other again. But if you got a guy right there, and they, you're right, they don't pay a lot. Of, they figure we got a lot of role players. The only person we're playing is paying is Tom Brady and Tom That's Brady. It. That's it. But what he did, but what he did as far as a corner lock and being able to lock people down, that's worth being paid for. But you bring in another guy and give him one year, $12 million. That's a lot of money. That's the highest paid corner in the league. Takeeb goes to Denver and gets a monster deal. I think probably 16 of it is guaranteed. But he gets like $36 million. Oh, what is it? $57 million, something like that. It was a lot. For five years. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk, because I know we got to go soon. I want to talk about this tomorrow, though. Yeah, we're going to talk about Is free agency Damn. killing loyalty? In the NFL, no, the loyalty. The, the, there was never any loyalty. There was never loyalty in it. The well, NFL. there was never loyalty up top, but there was loyalty within players wanting to stay with the same team. Right, but that's why I say when we were talking about that with Kobe, that's something we talk about tomorrow for real, for sure. We will talk about that because remember that is free agency killing lo- the loyalty. Yeah, that's a good question. Unfortunately, we out of time, but we gonna go straight into the free agent draft, um, the free agency, and who's where and who's not and who haven't been signed. I think. Uh, Dominique Rogers Cromartie should come back to the Arizona Cardinals and be opposite of Patrick Peterson. For Alex Clancy, Crime Lots of Sports Talk, we'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.